0: It's going to be the start of the episode right there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gems of History podcast. Zuki is going nuts upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> got some spooky knocks already going on. Yeah. That She's got to be playing with something. That might be paranormal.
1: Yeah. That's one of her ropes.
0: She is going ham. Anyways, I am Jacob Shop, and joining me, I have Evan Roosh and Mark Steinbrenner back with me. <laughs> <laughs> you, wait for me? Yeah, it you looked like you were ready to say
2: something. Oh, I, like, yeah. I, was, I was just not sure. Uh, trick or treat, I mean.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to go with the, with, the, with the usual, huh?
0: But... Uh,
1: yeah. Really Why did
2: you so, grab that candy wrapper? Right? I thought I had something cooking, but I,
0: <laughs> I didn't.
1: So, um, that was fantastic. This is
0: two episodes in a row, just off to a blazing start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> So, mm. man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know when this is coming out. So if it's not Halloween yet, I hope you guys are all looking forward to Halloween. But if it comes out after, then I hope you had a good Halloween. Yeah.
1: Hope everyone was safe. uh, Didn't get attacked by any goblins, ghouls, zombies.
0: And didn't drink and drive
2: also that scariest thing of all hopefully no Mm -hmm. one knocked on your door and you answered it and there was no one out
0: Is tamara home oh Mm -hmm. no
1: yeah people don't talk about it enough one of the biggest like downfalls of you know the pearly gates our podcast isn't there so you have to stay alive (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) i have heard that multiple sources (laughs) well
1: actually
2: i don't know if you Check our active listeners. Have has heaven been uh, on? I, we the... have
0: gotten a couple of new countries, so maybe oh. heaven was one of them. Yeah. Right, 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 I don't right. know if they qualify countries. as a country, but
1: yeah, like country singers say, heaven isn't so far away.
0: I'll just have to like ask Spotify if they get signal up there or not. And hmm. if they do, then yeah, they can. I feel get like they it. should get really good signal. <laughs> can
1: you imagine that email? It's like so. Was just wondering. Um, what's like, the listenership of?
0: Like like if we per se made a claim that you could hear our podcast from heaven like would that be out of bounds (laughs) like prove it otherwise it's true
1: (laughs) some people would just be hooking up headphones to just past loved ones (laughs) like tombstones like it's gotta listen to these jokesters
0: it's like back in the day when they would put breathing tubes in (laughs) the coffin so that just in case someone got buried alive (laughs) we're just playing it through a speaker through there right can oh. you
1: imagine? It's just... Da, 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 you da, da, just hear da, da, rattling da. under the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the body's like fist pumping. They're,
0: they're just going ham down there. But yes, I hope you guys all either had fun or are planning to have fun. Because Halloween is always a fun time. And let us... Send us pictures of what you guys dressed up as. Cause we'll yes. probably post what we're all dressing up as. So. hmm that, that'll be fun yeah what's your what's your guys favorite
2: uh halloween candy i know jacobs is candy corn you,
0: you hit the nose right on the head with that one you hit the head on the nose <laughs> <laughs> what that's what they say right mm-hmm. um i don't know it's a great question i'm i'm usually more of a fan of like the fruity candies like starburst yeah, or skittles yeah. so probably one of those
1: See, so, yeah, I'm more of a chocolate connoisseur, if you will. So, like in my bucket upstairs, we have Kit Kats, we have Heath, because like I love toffee, and then we have these uh, Hershey's white chocolate fangs. I like Dude, Hershey's cookies and cream looking are looking good. Are so
0: good. All right.
1: Hey.
2: I like the orange Kit Kats for Halloween. Those, Those are, really are really good. Oh, just, respect, I don't know why respect. they just feel like they hit different. They're so good. But uh, they You
0: really good. can't go wrong for most candies, though. No, so. No. Not. Not, th- no. it's not those s- random strawberry candies that somehow end up in your bag every okay, time you he- trick or treat, right? Here's a good question: What's the like when you think about trick or treating right up, What was that one that just sucked to see that you got? For oh. me, it was dots. Yeah, I was never a big dots guy.
1: Oh, one time I got a CD ROM that was just full of like software like installation <laughs> <laughs> manuals. Yeah, I've I've never tried. Ta- like it was Man- someone handed out CDs. And literally, it was just like for some to like upgrade my parents' laptop or Mac or whatever. <laughs> that is so oh, funny. Wow. I mean, when that w- could have just been the most dangerous yeah. virus, like,
0: yeah. or it could have just been like something kids should not see, right? Like, yeah. but uh when we were trick or treating, my cousin's neighborhood, when we were younger, there was a dentist that lived in their neighborhood, so he would always give us a toothbrush. Ass. Uh, so, oh, <laughs> yeah. and like looking back on it, it's like. You know, if someone gives me free toothbrushes, Actually, I'd be right pretty now, happy. But yeah, yeah. oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Back
0: at the time, I was like, "This is stupid." Yeah, I've al- I've always wanted to just be like that devilish guy in the block where i like make a bunch of caramel apples but some of them are onions instead of <laughs> oh, apples and just like some kids great. some kids get a ruined night and some kids are really happy right but uh, i just can't bring myself to no, like because uh, it'll like turn out to be my neighbor that picks like an onion one it's just like now i gotta answer to this yeah what if
1: one of the onion kids comes back for seconds like do we just report that as pre-crime it's like I, this guy will yeah, definitely might probably murder someone kid. at some point, <laughs> yeah.
0: But have you guys, Only you
1: can stop crime before it happens.
0: Have you guys ever like had that one house that you knew always gave out like the best stuff? The full candy bars? Yeah, or like something else, like did you ever get like caramel yeah. apples or anything like that?
1: I don't have a particular house in mind, but I mean that definitely did happen. Okay. That's what I do now as an adult. Hell yeah yeah do you get trick-or-treaters a... here
0: or yep sweet mm-hmm. did you are you the more put out the bowl and let it be kind of guy or do you like
1: no i want to see all the creative costumes yeah earn it even though my yeah my doorbell hasn't worked for oh. four years so it's like they're like
0: <laughs> <laughs> the guy know. i know you're in there <laughs> see like my parents' house is in the middle of nowhere really, so I, we never got trick-or-treaters when I lived at home with them. And then the first year I moved in my house was in September, so it was like a month before Halloween. And people still didn't know anyone lived in my house at the time. Oh, yeah. So I ne- I didn't really get anyone. And then the second year was obviously the like COVID year, so I didn't want to be outside so this handing is the it year, out. Maybe. So now I gotta like actually Ooh, do it this year.
1: Bring out all the stops.
0: I know, I gotta like get I'm I'm planning on just like putting out a lawn chair, getting a bowl of candy. And then, like, a six pack. Just Dude, sitting that actually on my sounds porch. like a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, honestly. it's a blast. So if, were... if you guys just want to come over yeah. and just hand out candy with me. Yeah,
1: you that's don't... an extend, like, I said, an invite to everyone listening as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you show up at Jacob's house yeah. at.
2: Oh, gosh, no. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> um, There was also, like, this guy who would, I think it was in Jackson, dress up. And look like he was just part of his yard decoration. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. That. That,
0: dude, that would terrify me
1: yeah, so much. I right. was
0: never ready. Uh, I love the people that just go all out decorating right. for oh, Halloween. Yeah. Like uh, near Holy Hill in Richfield, there's someone that put out a bunch of blue tarp and then like stacked them like higher up as they went back and then just got a ton of skeletons and put them on surfboards and stuff so it looks like they're riding waves. <laughs> nice. It is so cool. So anyhow, uh Jacob, you got a s- creepy pasta today? I do. It's uh it's creepy and it might also be the dumbest thing I've ever written. So. Honestly,
2: if anything, that just intrigues me more. Okay. I do,
0: I do enjoy, well, I don't like to get too
2: spooked. So, <laughs> so if it's a little dumb, it could be kind of fun. So what what brought this about? Did you just do this for this episode or you had already kind of been working on this? Oh like, no, like I just years wrote the, ago. I just wrote it oh, because just like now. the past okay.
0: two episodes I wrote short ones, so like oh, this oh, one okay, I was like okay. I could probably write another short one. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember why I got inspired to write. I might have been listening to like a podcast where they read creepy or something, and then I was like, I could probably write something dumb like this. Yeah. Because uh, I know last podcast on the left does creepy pastas like every year or so, and they always mention how creepy used to be so good, and now like everything's kind of sucks. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm like, I could probably write a pretty like one yeah, yeah. and make it fun all right so that's what i did with this one so i hope you guys get spooked and also get a couple laughs out oh, of it. i'm excited so i didn't get a name for this one but i'm just gonna get right into it these people are so dumb i don't get how you can't escape in these movies i exclaimed as i turned off the television i was watching the newest installment to the halloween movie franchise featuring the horror icon michael myers Once again, I was annoyed at the seemingly brainless decisions the characters made. I decided it would be a better use of my time to sleep instead of continuing to stay up late and watching. I brushed my teeth and hopped into bed, falling asleep pretty quickly. What I assumed would be a few hours later, I awoke in a dark and wet space. As my eyes adjusted, I noticed strange symbols and swirls on the walls, accompanied by a recessed floor and a dusty bar. The more I looked around it became clear that this was some sort of abandoned dance club or something similar. The decor looked straight out of the 1960s or 70s. Everything was worn by years of sitting vacant. The roof leaked, leaving small wet spots all over the floor. I stood up still in my pajamas and began to try and find a way out. My mind raced as I tried to figure out how I ended up here. Was this just a vivid dream that I would soon wake up from? I slapped myself lightly to see if I was awake and sure enough, I was. Trying all the doors and looking for a window that was low enough to open, it seemed as though I was trapped. Everything was locked or wouldn't budge. As I frantically tried to find some method of escape, I heard footsteps approaching. It sounded like the heel of Boots hitting the floor. The noise reverberated off the walls and I turned every direction to try and find the source of the noise. Eventually, my eyes landed on a silhouette across the room descending a small staircase. It was too dimly lit to make out any details, but from what I could see, it appeared to be a man. He was wearing some sort of suit, and there was something in his hand outlined against the darkness. I couldn't make out exactly what it was. Who, "'Who's there?' I stammered. I remember the horror movie I had watched before bed and thought about how I felt as dumb as those characters did in the face of Michael Myers.' Suddenly, I felt tendrils wrap around me by my ankles and drag me across the floor towards the figure. It felt like thousands of small strands working as one rope to pull me. It pulled me up in the air in front of the figure. I was dazed from being pulled down so suddenly and hitting my head on the hard floor that my vision was blurred and I couldn't see their face. Suddenly, something was attached to my face and I felt suction. I started immediately getting tired started to hallucinate that the person in front of me was Michael Myers as I hung upside down and swayed. I tried to mumble through the device, but I couldn't. Suddenly, the figure spoke. Yeah, baby. I knew that voice. This wasn't Michael Myers. It was Mike Myers. (laughs) I bet you're wondering how you ended up here. Well, it's simple. It's party time. Excellent. I need your life force to sustain me in the years to come. I felt my essence being drained from my body. I caught a glimpse of the device attached to my face. The words enlarger pump flashed across my vision. Oh my god. That's not mine, he said. But my senses were becoming dull As I felt one last bit of life leaving me, I could make out one final, it will be mine. Oh yes, it will be mine. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was fabulous. That
1: was incredible. So, oh yeah, wa- baby. Yeah, oh. baby.
3: <laughs>
0: I didn't put it in there because I kind of like rushed to finish it. But one of the details I was gonna write was that the chest hair from Austin Powers was gonna be what was wrapping him up and holding him in the oh. air. <laughs> oh my gosh! That was awesome. <laughs> that was tremendous. But, yeah, there you go. Oh my.
1: Hope you like the twist. Yeah, I love that twist. That was, <laughs> I did not expect that. I was going to ask if either of you
0: caught on as I was reading or not. Yeah, I had I a suspicion. Not. Okay, but,
2: uh, I was going to ask, are they going to shake now or shake? <laughs> I guess uh, that depends. Yeah. Anyways, that was great, dude. That was really really fun. Oh
1: man, that's tremendous.
2: Ever to you. Him. Yes, so yep.
1: I have three, I'm not going to read them all at one time, um, but I have three different historically or historical spooky stories for y'all. So I read one on the last episode uh, with Mr. Rathbone, as we like to call him here on the Gems of History podcast. Oh,
0: if you guys haven't caught on yet, we're going to skip trivia this week, so oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't mention that. But
1: Actually, let's just drop a random trivia for everyone to just answer. Um, what was the name of Henry Rathbone's wife? Reply to us in social medias.
0: What? (laughs) Every time someone... uh, If you don't continue immediately from the what, that's what I go to right away.
1: (laughs) That, and if someone says, also, I'm just going to say, here's Wonderwall. (laughs) Anyways... Oh, yeah, it's anyways. I was also, Yeah, I ruined their, my own joke. <laughs> 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 Boo. Honestly, yes, bring on all the hate.
0: Anyways, yeah, Evan, take us away with your first tale of horror and woe.
1: So, <laughs> it's a whole lot of woe. <laughs> so, for you two, what do you think of when you think of the Renaissance?
0: Paintings. Uh... Or the Ren
2: Faire. Hmm. <laughs> yeah that's actually kind of what i was thinking about i just don't know
1: eating some mutton and drinking some <laughs> i just need I,
2: I don't know i think i see knights running at each other with
0: a javelin
1: Hmm. very interesting you, you so, guys both
0: need to come to the renaissance fair with me next year i'm sure it'll be a ton of only
1: fog. if they have what i'm about to talk about okay so i noticed that neither of you mentioned anything about uh syphilitic zombies
0: i didn't no no hmm. that one slipped my mind no that was on my mind but- <laughs> <laughs> it's always
2: it's on always and it never leaves
1: <laughs> almost like <some> that. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like you're signing
0: a bank loan for a house and it's just like you're sitting there like in a haze and they're like are you okay she's like yeah sorry i was thinking about syphilitic <laughs> zombies again <laughs> <laughs> in 1400s lawrence
1: <laughs> so i'll of course the. Is it Renaissance or Renaissance?
0: I say Renaissance.
1: So while the Renaissance was just an incredible time of historical, um, honestly, psychological developments, a ton of different artists became famous during this time, such as Michelangelo, Leonardo. They also became, in another life, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Of course. But... What doesn't get talked about is this outbreak of a special type of syphilis uh, that a lot of different people actually experienced that made the inhabitants of Florence look very similar to those zombies that you see in The Walking Dead and World War Z and a bunch of other zombie movies. So this is actually the first ever outbreak of the STD. It happened in 1494 so before antibiotics, <laughs> and so this particular STD actually would tear the infected; it would tear their skin completely off to the bone.
0: Not fun. Huh.
1: <laughs> According to one description, any of
0: them said worth it. <laughs>
1: I it can't just like imagine. That, the
0: one person that had just had, like, the time, like, the night of their oh, life, oh There's like, yeah. I guess this is all right. It's <laughs> like
1: the Lonely Island song. I just had sex, like, doesn't matter, had sex. <laughs> 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 she had a bag on her head. Still counts. <laughs> <laughs> According to one description of the disease outbreak in Florence, uh, which a lot of people actually believed was carried over from the New World, so the discovery of America led to the discovery of a. Disease that would then rip apart the different dings and dongs across Europe.
0: Welcome world.
1: America back at it again. (laughs) Uh, But the disease uh, caused flesh to fall from people's faces and led to death within a few months. So more specifically, the outbreak caused the complete destruction of the lips, others of the nose, and others of their genitals.
0: And I just want to take this moment to say, welcome to all the new listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. They were just like, Halloween podcast. And then, hello. Syphilitic zombies. Yes. And now I just start snapping every single time <laughs> yeah, I they, want to talk about syphilis. They get
0: to hear a, a Mike Myers creepypasta <laughs> wow. and then syphilitic zombies. Yeah.
1: Man, we are at our best. So essentially, you had these incredible artists and these kings and princes that just decked out their palaces. And on the other side, there were just a bunch of victims literally shuffling around who had lost their hands, feet, eyes, and noses uh, to this disease. Now, my question for you, you brought up the Ren fair. Was this represented accurately at said fair?
0: Um, I did not see anyone holding a disembodied penis in their hands. So, or anyone like with no flesh on their face. So I would say probably not
1: accurate. But... Does the invite still stand for me to go with you to the Ren Faire? Yes, it does. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you do this,
0: I would definitely <laughs> laugh as you walk around. Oh,
1: I can't imagine. I do not have that much charisma. <laughs> wow, I mean, that's
2: a lot of dedication to inject yourself with this disease. Yeah, yeah.
1: um, I'm not going to be a method actor. Oh, I'm just going <laughs> to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can even inject you
0: with liquid mercury yeah. to see if it helps cure you. Oh, gosh.
1: Or just like throw some leeches on my (laughs) Yeah, just start bleeding you out. Yes, yes. While you're wearing a plague doctor mask. Uh, So, basically, they kind of just walked around the different streets like zombies for, you know, plenty of years while this outbreak was happening. And now the worst part is actually that I thought was actually the phrase, you know, it took months to die from this. E. So it was just months and months of your skin deteriorating, and you were basically treated like someone with, you know, a dangerous disease because ickies.
0: It's like being a leper. Like, that's, that's
1: the word I was trying to look for. Yes, like just like a leper in uh, biblical times.
0: Not to be confused with leopard. I was gonna say that'd be sick.
1: Yeah, and now I'm leopard. <laughs> it man. turns you into a cat. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: DC already has that copyrighted <laughs> yeah. over. Sure.
1: Uh, but this disease, like I mentioned, would eats down the skin to the bone for months. Yikes. So now. They
2: turn you into a wrath bone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his family
2: name. Oh,
1: no.
0: <laughs> he just brought like the disease of, over. <laughs> one of his relatives was just really mad, and his skin was gone. Hmm. Call you Rathbo? Rathbo.
1: So, the short, or I guess long in some situations, of this story is that during the high points of the... the, I keep on saying Renaissance. Where did that come from?
0: However you want to say it.
1: During the high point of the Renaissance, uh, there were just zombies, basically, because it also affected your brain. Zombies walking around the streets of Florence during a high point in human civilization... Civilization. Cifil- all-
0: civilization.
3: <laughs>
0: well, there's the name of the episode. Yeah. The high point of civilization. <laughs> uh,
1: goodness. Yikes. But Yep, yeah, that's story number wrap one. It
0: up. Okay, but here's you. The- oh,
1: but- oh, but- oh, they should have wrapped yeah, it they up. definitely yeah, should have.
0: Yeah. Here's the question though. If you had a choice.
1: Oh, I okay. Would you
0: rather <laughs> become a zombie this way? And then, like, die in a couple months? Or would you rather become, like, the typical horror movie zombie where, like, someone bites you and you turn into it and then you're just, like, a mindless creature until someone kills you? I think horror movie one because uh, it's quicker.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think I'd go with the quicker one. I don't want to just, you know, have months of... Egh.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: It's like, oh, and there goes my finger. <laughs> no.
2: Plus, if it's World War Z, I'm gonna be
0: super fast.
1: Oh, I'm gonna be fast as fuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I just, uh, I wouldn't want to become like a horror movie zombie and then have like make one of my friends or like family members have to kill me. Nah, it's me. I promise I won't
1: show show remorse. All right, good.
0: (laughs) Take me out as quickly as possible. That's interesting, though. I know there's like stories from South America. Or there was some sort of insect that infected you and kind of did the same thing, where it would like reanimate you after a couple of days if mm-hmm. after your heart stopped or whatever. But
1: yeah, there's plenty of stories that come up from time to time. It's like, oh, we finally found the one that makes zombies. But yeah, still not sure it's quite just yet mad proven.
0: Cow disease. That too.
1: Meow. That just turns
0: you into a cow, though, and you're just really, <laughs> really upset <angry>. about. <laughs> it. Yeah,
1: you're just pissed. Like, <laughs> get off my uddies! <laughs> oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Freaking ah! <aw. laughs> it just turns into an angsty teen.
2: <laughs> oh boy. Well, Jacob, would you want to go back to you actually and do those uh, short, short ones? Um. Think? So we some
0: people. Talk- we had a couple people send in pretty short personal stories, so it's not very long. But I will read a f- couple of them. So this one, uh, not sure if they want to say the name, so we'll just say it. it's from S. So. It says, The story is not mine, but has been told to me by my uncle as long as I can remember, and has consistently been the same every time. I faintly remember visiting this house when I was young. It was always very dirty, old, and creepy. Your classic old farmhouse with junk everywhere and cats running around. The story takes place in the early 90s in an old farmhouse in Mequon, Wisconsin. My uncle and grandma moved there when he started high school. The creepy stuff started taking place in the house when, when there would be poltergeist activities such as kitchen utensils flying across the room out of your hand, jars getting thrown out of the pantry, and other objects mysteriously getting moved in front of your eyes. He told me you just got kind of used to that weird stuff happening until they started to hear a baby crying upstairs. There are obviously no babies in the house, and this started to happen fairly frequently, but again, he just said you learned to live with it. The worst story about this house comes when he woke up one night around three a. Or in the morning around 3 a.m. He opened his eyes and looked around the room, and when he looked in the corner of the room, he saw a woman standing there in an all-black Victorian dress staring at him. He told me he just rolled over and grabbed his baseball bat and pulled the blankets over his head and sang, I am Jesus' little lamb, until he fell asleep. That was the only time he saw the woman, but the baby crying was always there. They reached out to the landlord, and he mentioned that he thought a woman and her baby died in childbirth in the house a long time ago when the house was first built. They were the last tenants that lived there, but the old foundation can still be seen from the road today. Ew, that's creepy.
1: Of course it's Victorian dress. It's gotta be. There's never a situation where it's just a woman in a business suit. (laughs) Right? It's just always some old tiny thing, or like... It's just never oh she was just like wearing regular clothes. Like she was wearing a t shirt.
0: Yeah, just like joggers and a white tee, like
1: right. She was wearing <laughs> she was just wearing, yeah, just a regular plain white tee and just like the,
0: and then she started the band.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we're on fire today. <laughs> we are feeling it. now right. Mr. Kramps.
0: Uh this one is also from a different person who we're gonna call S. Because their names both start with S. So, I think one of our most strange experiences was when we were jokingly looking for spirits in our house. So this is about him and his twin brother. I should have mentioned that. Uh, So he says, I think one of the most strange experiences was when we were jokingly looking for spirits in our house after we heard knocking noises around the house and when my brother was getting funny responses from a digital spirit box. Do you guys know what a spirit box is?
2: Why don't you uh, reiterate? I mean, just for those that like don't know.
1: yeah. So <laughs> idea, I definitely know. I've definitely <laughs> used one before. <laughs> yeah.
0: The idea behind the spirit box is basically that it scans through a ton of different radio frequencies like very quickly. And the theory is that uh, ghosts or spirits that use electric waves or electromagnetic waves to get in contact with people will find one of those frequencies that the radio hits and will use that to communicate. So it basically is just a bunch of white noise most of the time, but sometimes you'll get a word that comes through. So that's what a spirit box is. And they say, after goofing around, I wanted to bless the area just in case, because I definitely believe in ghosts. So we needed a cross to do the blessing, and when we brought the cross downstairs, as we approached the only light that was on, it began sputtering on and off rapidly until the light went completely dark. We continued to do the blessing and oddly enough when the light which had previously been broken was working fine just after the blessing. We have no clue what caused the light to break and why it was suddenly working fine after the blessing. It's odd. We have other stories about ghosts and weird stuff happening in our house as well as some UFO stuff. So let us know if you're interested in hearing those. And I did let them know but I haven't heard back yet. So Hmm. hopefully we'll get some more from them. Yeah.
1: Well S uh, if you're listening to this right now please send.
0: Send us more.
1: More!
0: (laughs) Alright, Mark, do you want to go next or you want Evan to... Yeah, Evan's got two more, so why doesn't Ev go and then I'll go...
1: Sure. So now we're going to dive into the world's first documented serial killer.
0: Ooh, sick.
1: So we started out with uh, some zombies, a zombie tale for you, so now let's get into murder! (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! So this actually takes place during the time of Pax Romana. And so that translates its Latin for Roman peace, which is actually documented, and historians believe to be literally the most peaceful time in human existence. So this is a time where Rome co- like conquered a majority of the Mediterranean, uh, which was as well as the Middle East, uh, which was pretty much considered, you know, the world. The world, yeah. Um, shame on them because you know China and India exist, but. <laughs> And have, like,
0: a majority of the population of the world. <laughs> yes, and also Russia. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh But it was one of the most peaceful periods in history. Um They actually spent, ironically, a lot of their time creating laws that not only affected Europe after the fall of the Roman Empire, but we actually still use today. They, there was a court case. I was doing the research, and there was a court case four years ago uh, about someone selling exotic birds to someone and they actually went back and used a similar case that happened in Roman times to kind of not set precedents because that would just be silly, but use it as an example to who was guilty or not. Hmm.
0: So what was the case? Like just because he was selling the birds like that was the...
1: It was because the birds died oh. um, in transit, I believe. Gotcha. But yeah. Thought that was pretty interesting.
0: interesting. That was but, the murder? Yep, that was actually the... And now, Mark, you can go. <laughs> this guy was murdering exotic birds <laughs> left was and right. It <laughs> is sl- true. <trash>. Slot <laughs> Uh, However... Had to go Australian. <laughs> <laughs> anytime you say left and right.
1: <laughs> During this great time of peace, uh, the first recorded serial killer in history reigned like a mad queen for a 15-year killing spree. Her name was Locusta and she is known as the great poisoner and was actually a personal assassin of Roman emperor Nero who if you're familiar with Roman history Nero was commonly known as the mad emperor it's very much debated that he set Rome on fire and it's said that he like while the city was on fire he was playing his harp and you know singing about the citizens burning and he made, like, an entire song about it. Also was nuts with the torturing and persecution of Christians. Um, So he is not a great guy of history. I, I was
0: actually reading about him, like, a couple of months ago, and there's, like, a lot of misconceptions about him. So, like, oh. the popular image that we know, is, it's partially accurate. Like, there's reason for it, but hmm. a lot of the stuff that we know about him is, like, hearsay or, like, someone who didn't like him wrote it kind of things, so be interesting to like really deep dive on him sometimes oh
1: absolutely you see him like an ancient toad like stone tablet kind of a dick
0: <laughs> yeah he pretty much like just didn't care about politics and just focused a lot more on arts and stuff like that hmm. and didn't really care about like the economy and stuff so a lot of like merchants didn't like him because he was like invading on their space with different like art projects and stuff like that so but
2: yeah, Very that's one take
0: the other take apparently is that he, yes, he was. On that's still that's still up Christian. in the
2: air like I don't yeah. really know the is. other yeah. take
1: is he was right, that is the so perceived though, antichrist
2: this guy's doing paintings in his bedroom on one side the other guy's kind of well it could people. all be true like it's that's just true. like there's just
0: two different aspects to look at from it
1: so. and depends what you consider art maybe yeah. he was an artist of just people's blood
0: that could be <laughs> I mean he's not the only emperor in that time though that would just like literally crucify christians at parties oh, yeah. and oh, stuff sure, so it's yeah. like a lot of bad stuff dude happening.
1: ancient people must have just been bored as hell literally
0: like if that's what In you need at a party as like a conversation starter yeah <laughs> like, you need other priorities i but... also
2: gotta say you know how they talk about how uh some people would say video games make us more numb to like terrible things or whatever Okay, all these stories in the past, they, like these people were getting
0: off to like the craziest thing. Right. Human
2: torture seems like it was second
0: nature but that's, back yeah. then. But like, I've talked about, I think I talked about this on the witchcraft episode where uh, uh, Dan Carlin in his hardcore history series talks about executions and stuff and why people were so like numb to it, I guess you could say. And it's just because it was so normal back then. So it was kind of just a public normalcy. So no one really thought that it was supposed to be a revolting or a weird thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays, it's not something we really do like publicly in front of people anymore. So that's why if we saw it like in real life or seeing it in a movie or whatever, we'd be like, that's not okay because it's real. Mm-hmm. So it's just like different standards of what's mm. okay and not. Sure. Like
1: being like a merchant vendor just walking away to your stall. And it's like, oh yeah, there's uh, just someone hanging.
0: Yeah, I mean, they put heads on stakes at the entrances of cities and stuff. So it's like you're always seeing death everywhere you go. Hmm. Just like more of a common theme.
1: And today we have the billboard.
0: Same difference. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so back to La Costa. Uh, Her story starts in mid-century AD, uh, where she was actually arrested for testing her poisons on innocent people, specifically children and the slaves of children. Or, yes, Children of slaves, sorry. Okay. Not the, not the slaves <laughs> of chil- children. <laughs> These children are just, like, terrorizing yeah. people. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: It's like little Lord Fauntleroy is just, like, whipping people. Yeah. Like, Give me <laughs> some milk.
1: <laughs> um. However, uh, Agrippina, who was the Roman empress and oh, mother course. of Nero, uh, decided to poison the emperor Claudius to do this. After La Custa was arrested, she approached her and she subsequently received a pardon for providing the lethal dose that killed the emperor. Despite being given the second shot, she was later busted one year later in 55 AD for, take a wild guess,
0: poisoning, mass world. murder.
1: Ironically, both correct. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, so she poisons. It's said to be hundreds of more people. Gotta get the formula right. Yeah.
3: (laughs) The poison. Cusco's poison. The poison (laughs) Poison for Cusco. (laughs) That poison? Yes, that poison.
1: (laughs) Fortunately for her, though, the new Emperor Nero needed her for another assassination job. And she was pardoned once more so she could whip up a deadly mixture for Nero's 13-year-old stepbrother, Britannicus.
0: Had to get that throne, baby. Mm-hmm. The bone
1: this throne. Extract of
3: llama. <laughs> <laughs> Frog lever. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, that movie is gold. All right.
1: Another, another one that we uh, live tweeted that one night after Tarzan. Oh,
0: I do not know. We got to do that again yeah, sometimes. That Jeepers. was so much fun.
1: After that assassination, Locusta was awarded a large villa and was given pupils and slaves to aid in her research. So, this is a point I need to just point out. This mass murderer was given all the means to create a school for murder by the actual emperor. Yeah,
0: this is where he gets the reputation of being not a great guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> De- defend
1: him now, Jacob.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying there's stuff about him that's not accurate. <laughs> Jacob's Man. like this major ap- uh, apologizer
2: <laughs> right.
1: for
0: this. Yeah.
2: Nero was fine, Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't stand for much, but I stand for him.
2: <laughs> I go to like, I find this website all about like pro, uh, what is it, Nero? Nero. And it's just written by Jacob. Just, <laughs>
0: Nero, more like zero bad things to
3: say about the guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: her luck eventually ran out when Nero committed su- suicide.
2: Oh, we got to do a poll. Is Nero, Nero a good or a bad guy? I agree. <laughs>
0: I can do polls on the Spotify stuff. So, like, if you're Perfect. if you're hearing this and you're on Spotify yeah. listening, just go in like the little description. I think it's down there. Just hit yes or no. In the poll. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, so her luck ran out when Nero committed suicide, uh, that left her with few allies and a reputation, basically that she was a witch or a sorceress at the time. This killer was arrested and promptly executed by Emperor Galba in Nice, AD. now a little bonus trivia question for you not a stubbornness throughout the ages but i guess we could maybe portray it as that how
0: does that mean i have to put in the sound
1: effects absolutely okay (laughs) so because she couldn't stop murdering how was the world's first documented serial killer executed was it a poisoned b tied to two horses and ripped apart C publicly raped to death by a giraffe or D gently in her sleep
2: Definitely not C I'm going to say hopefully not C and not D Ah uh, give me horses
0: ripping for 200 uh, So B Yeah I just had a really stupid joke that's not appropriate so <laughs> it was about C Oh gosh! I was just gonna say that she was draped to death. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yikes! Oh, it doesn't no. even totally work.
0: Doesn't at all. That's <laughs> why all. I was like giraffe, kind of.
2: No, she no. just that put is G. You just literally just put G in front of a different
0: word. I think. No, because giraffe.
2: So man. graped? <laughs>
0: Wait. Wait, graped or tied to the radiator grape you in the mouth.
1: The whitest kids you know. Yeah. He <laughs> has just an a answer. Answer. Oh, It's Just yeah. a guy in a grape suit. Um what was um, A again? Uh she was poisoned.
0: She died in her sleep.
1: It was C. She
3: right.
1: was publicly raped to death. Uh some say just a wild animal, but other sources say by it was most likely a giraffe because Bonus fucked up thing. Giraffes were apparently trained to do this.
3: Uh, yeah. Wow. The
1: Roman Empire trained animals to... They really
0: just like threw different things in a hat and were just like, these are all the new execution methods. Like... Oh, the
1: Colosseum was just nuts. It was like Pokemon Stadium and Super Smash Brothers, except gruesome murder and yeah, sad times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yikes! Okay. Yep. I mean, I guess she kind of deserved a bad end, but I mean, I don't, <laughs> don't know if that should ever be a way that someone dies. Poor giraffe.
1: She, she did kill a bunch of kids. Yeah, you know?
0: I know, but I just, still, I feel like you could just like
2: torture yeah. her a bunch and t- then kill t- you her. You know, you know, yeah, they're saying also two just, wrongs don't make it right. right there's know. also
1: just the classic cut the head off, but yeah, they went with uh, should have gone with yeah. the guillotine. Yeah, they went. I don't with,
0: think they had it yet. No, probably not. No
1: team is a lot later, I think. But, yep. Big so, up. that's the end of that one. <laughs>
0: All right. Fun way to end it out. <sighs> All right, Mark. You got to lift our spirits. Would you believe me if the last one's now. worse? Oh, boy. I probably would. Honestly,
2: I've, why don't you just read it? Because I, I don't want to be brought back down again. I'm already down here. What you got? Uh, Wait, right. You don't want to end
0: it on a bad note? No,
2: I don't. Just like, Not just this like scary week. movies? Yeah, I know.
1: Uh, So, for this one, we're going to the Hundred Years' War. On the French side. so
0: That was actually longer than 100 years. Yeah.
2: It was How a, many
1: years was it? 107. Like 100, 127.
2: W- oh, I knew there was a seven in there
1: somewhere. <laughs> <That> Samsonite, I <laughs> was way off. <laughs> <laughs> so, a quick note. Joan of Arc is the impeachable figure of being a badass woman in a world dominated by men. She, of course, led the French army for years and later, later died in a literal blaze of glory. Uh, she was a essentially a peasant that just kind of said, hey, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, she just kind of wanted to buck the system.
1: Yeah, so absolutely amazing figure in history. And now while Joan gets most of the credit for helping France stand up to England in the 15th century, she couldn't have done it without the support of allies such as Gilles de race Described as her ardent companion and one of the bravest knights in the French army at the time. This man actually made it into the big budget Joan of Arc movie, uh, which was published not too long ago. So you may be asking, great guy. Why does he get more credit for uh, doing all these things?
2: Great guy. Good with kids. Not good with kids. Oh, not great. Not good with kids. What What a praise.
1: It's because his night job consisted of being a horrific serial killer who preyed particularly on children between the ages of 6 and 18.
0: He's a, a character, there's a, an anime series called, it's called the Fate series, and the whole idea behind it is that there's people that have like magical abilities and they can call back a, uh, a character from history. And they'll basically, like, the character from history would be, like, their avatar that they can control in this war. And mm-hmm. then the whole end goal is to get the, the Holy Grail, and then whoever gets it gets, like, unlimited control of stuff or whatever. Unlimited power! Or, or yep. they get, like, one wish with, like, no restrictions or something, basically. But uh, he's one Based of the... Based off
2: of that? Or is it the actual character? What do you mean? Is it, like, are you saying it's in the likeness, this person? Yeah, so, or?
0: like... There's tons of different characters throughout history, and I'm pretty sure this guy is one of them, and he's, like, this creepy, like, magic guy, like, mage guy that just, like, wants to kill literally everybody. <laughs> so...
1: Sounds like a super interesting show.
0: It's really cool. It's very hard to follow because there's so many different offshoot shows off it because there's, like, the main storyline, and then there's, like, an entire extended universe. Oh. That's It's basically, like, the MCU of anime where there's just so much stuff that you could go into on just it. A lot going on yeah
1: gotcha so this guy obviously one of the worst human beings uh it was very i found it very ironic that he was one of the few men uh at the beginning of joan of arcs let's call it rise to military stars star, do you call it stardom sure um he was one of the only people that had her back uh this led to her having an amazing career in history and eventually got her a sainthood um but he also happened to be a torturing butchering child murdering monster the accounts of his trial and his confession which i'm not gonna get into here because it bums me out far too much uh show that he was not content with just killing and abusing his victims in gruesome physical ways but he would also play with them psychologically so, one of the things that he would do, uh, so he would, he hired a group of people to kidnap all these kids and bring them to him. He would then give, and they were typically poor children that wouldn't go, or there wouldn't be, let's say, a big stink if They'd they go unnoticed. Yes. The less dead. Yes. Uh, he would give those children large meals, dress them up in clothes they could never afford, and once they were having a great time, would take them to an upper room. And there, he would commit his heinous acts, but while doing them, he would convince them that it was just a game, and that it would just soon end, only to then do something more gruesome than what just happened. So he might be the front runner for biggest piece of shit in history that we've covered.
0: Yeah, Yikes. he's up there.
1: Uh, he was eventually caught. Uh, he abducted and murdered a cleric. Uh, which caught the attention of the bishop of Nantes who investigated him and discovered his heinous crimes upon discovering um, 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 um I'm blank. sorry upon discovering Rice's crimes they found 40 bodies of his victims and this was at the end of let's say i believe it was over like 20 years of a spree that he had he was arrested on September 15th and confessed to the murders and was sentenced to death along with the people that helped him. He was hung and burned on October 26th. Oh, I thought that was today for a second. Uh, 1440 at the age of 36. Some yeah, sources debate on the toll number, but it's believed it's somewhere. I know this is a insane range, but it's between 80 to 800 children. Making him one of the most prolific serial killers in history. Um, of course, Joan of Arc never knew about any of this, and um, kind of ironic that they both met their uh, grisly demise at the at the stake. Yeah, one, one definitely deserved it, and the other was just a hero, a victim but, of circumstance. Right.
0: He's almost like a prototype of John Wayne Gacy because, like, John Wayne Gacy would do a similar thing where he bring in like younger boys and be like I got beer and weed at my house and stuff you guys oh, want to yeah. come over and smoke and hang out and watch movies or whatever and then he would get them with I think it was called like the rope trick which he would basically like be like oh yeah you can do this thing with this rope where you tie your hands up and he would like try and do it on himself and then be like oh well here let me try it on you and I can show you that way and then he would tie him up that way and strangle them It's just like not good
1: Oh god, yeah, that's just But it's, just, it's like uh,
0: very similar, like we're play a game, quote unquote, with them.
1: Yeah, very much. Like it's the psychological like almost breaking point when you realize how effed you are in that yeah. situation. Um, but yeah. So that is the end of my honestly, very happy that Spooky Season's done, so I can <laughs> stop doing these kind of stories.
0: That's just real world horror, man. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, that's not even I mean, it's spooky, but it's not like, ooh, a ghost. It's not. it's just people being I dicks. should have read
0: my Mike Myers thing at the end. <laughs> yeah. You'll <laughs> pick me up. Yeah, right. yeah baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right.
2: Am I wrapping this up here?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. All Bring right. it on home. All
2: right. Well, I'm going to have to give this over to Jacob here. Oh, boy. There are highlighted sections for your character where it's highlighted. You are reading the part, and you are playing Mr. Widemouth.
0: Okay. So, so am I going to figure out who this guy is like before it gets to me? Cause then I can come up with like a character voice for him. Uh,
2: uh,
3: yes. What's
1: his motivation? Do yeah. you want um, me to tell
0: you like now on air or do you want to know? I
2: just so want
1: to how...
0: know like what this guy's going to be like so I can kind of try and, uh,
1: and I just want to know what love is.
0: I'll, I'll just make it up. Let, let, let's put it this way. Uh... uh, just don't tell me. I'll just make it up as we go. Okay. How
1: wide is his mouth? Tell me when. You know, it's not great. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> audio,
0: audio medium.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just... This is my weenie canvas.
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
2: oh, have I, maybe, I'll, I'll have, maybe I'll have you read one line at the end. <laughs> okay. Because there's,
0: there's one character who has one line.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, the maybe. role of a lifetime.
0: Yeah. So do you want to say who this is by first and then... Oh, yeah. I was going to do that at the end of
2: the voice. But credit goes to uh, Perfect Circle 35. Nice. What's
1: the... Uh, we talked about, I think, on one of the past episodes, it's like this old man. Oh, when you're sc- describing sleep paralysis, and it's like the old <laughs> yeah. man. It's you like just, came you just came on your mother sheets. You just came on your mother sheets. Mama Mastar. So funny. Yeah, Mark, take An it off. sweaty down
0: here. In my blank 180
2: t-shirt. <laughs> <clears throat> here we go. During my childhood, my family was like a drop of water in a vast river, never remaining in one location for long. We settled in Rhode Island when I was eight, and there we remained until I went to college in Colorado Springs. Most of my memories are rooted in Rhode Island, but there are fragments in the attic of my brain which belong to the various homes we had lived in when I was much younger. Most of these memories are unclear and pointless, chasing after another boy in the backyard of a house in North Carolina trying to build a raft to float on the creek behind the apartment we, lived, we rented in Pennsylvania, and so on. But there is one set of memories which remains as clear as glass, as though they were just made yesterday. I often wonder whether these memories are simply lucid dreams produced by the long sickness I experienced that spring. But in my heart, I know they are real. We were living in a house just outside the bustling metropolis of New Vineyard, Maine population of about 643 people it was a large structure especially for a family of three there were a number of rooms that I didn't see in in five months while we resided there in some ways it was a waste of space but it was the only house on the market at the time at least within an hour's commute to my father's place of work the day after my fifth birthday attended by my parents alone I came down with a fever the doctor said I had mononucleosis which which meant no rough play more fever for at least another 3 weeks it was horrible timing to be bedridden we were in the process of packing our things to move to pennsylvania and most of my things were already packed away in boxes leaving my room barren my mother brought me ginger ale and books several times a day and these served as the fun- these served the function of being my primary form of entertainment for the next few weeks boredom always loomed just around the corner "'rearing its ugly head and compounding my misery. "'I don't exactly recall how I met Mr. Widemouth. "'I think it was about a week after I was diagnosed with mono. "'My first memory of the small creature "'was asking him if he had a name. "'He told me to call him Mr. Widemouth "'because his mouth was large. "'In fact, everything about him was large "'in comparison to his body. "'His head, his eyes, his crooked ears.' but his mouth was by far the largest. "'You look you look kind of like a Furby,' I said as he flipped through one of my books. Mr. Widemouth stopped and gave me a puzzled look.
3: "'Furby? What's a Furby?'
2: he asked. "'I shrugged. You know, the toy. The little robot with the big ears. You can pet and feed them almost like a real pet.' "'Oh,' Mr. Widemouth resumed his activity.
3: "'You don't need one of those. They aren't the same as having a real
2: friend.' I remember Mr. Widemouth disappearing every time my mother stepped back
3: to check in on me. I lay under your bed, he later explained. I don't want your parents to see me because I'm afraid they won't let us play anymore. We didn't do
2: much during those first few days. Mr. Widemouth just looked at my books, fascinated by the stories and pictures they contained. The third or fourth morning after I met him, he greeted me with a large smile on his face.
3: I have a new game we can play, he said. We have to wait? until after your mother comes to check on you because she can't see us play it. It's a secret game.
2: After my mother delivered more books and soda at the usual time, Mr. Widemouth slipped out from under the bed and tugged my hand.
3: We have to go to the room at the end of this hallway,
2: he said. I objected at first as my parents had forbidden me to leave my bed without their permission, but Mr. Widemouth persisted until I gave in. The room in question had no furniture or wallpaper. Its only distinguishing feature was a window opposite the doorway. Mr. Widemouth darted across the room and gave the window a firm push, flinging it open. He then beckoned me to look out out at the ground below. We were on the second story of the house, but it was on a hill, and from this angle the drop was further than two stories due to the incline.
3: I like to pretend up here, Mr. Widemouth explained. I pretend that there's a big, soft trampoline below this window, and I jump. If you pretend hard enough, you bounce back up like a feather. I want you to try it.
2: I was a five-year-old with a fever, so only a hint of skepticism darted through my thoughts as I looked down and considered the possibility.
3: It's a long drop, I said. But that's all a part of the fun. It wouldn't be fun if it was only a short drop. If it were that way, you may as well just bounce on a real trampoline.
2: I toyed with the idea, picturing myself falling through thin air, only to bounce back to the window on something unseen by human eyes. But the realist in me prevailed. Maybe some other time, I said. I don't know if I have enough imagination. I I could get hurt. Mr. Widemouth's face contorted into a snarl, but only for a moment. Anger gave way to disappointment.
3: If you say so,
2: he said. He spent the rest of the day under my bed, quiet as a mouse. The following morning, Mr. Widemouth arrived holding a small box.
3: I want to teach you how to juggle, he said. Here are some things you can use to practice before I start giving you lessons. I looked in the box. It was full of knives. My
2: parents will kill me, I shouted, horrified that Mr. Widemouth had brought knives into my room. Objects that my parents would never allow me to touch. I'll be spanked and grounded for a year. Mr. Widemouth frowned.
3: It's fun to juggle with these. I want you to try
2: it. I pushed the box away. I can't. I'll get in trouble. Knives aren't safe to just throw in the air. Mr. Widemouth's frown deepened into a scowl. He took the box of knives and slid under my bed, remaining there the rest of the day. I began to wonder how often he was under me. I started having trouble sleeping after that. Mr. Widemouth often woke me up in the middle of the night saying he put a real trampoline under the window, a big one, one that I couldn't see in the dark. I always declined and tried to go back to sleep, but Mr. Widemouth persisted. Sometimes he stayed by my side until early in the morning, encouraging me to jump. He wasn't so fun to play with anymore. My mother came to me one morning and told me I had her permission to walk around outside. She thought the fresh air would be good for me, especially after being confined to my room for so long. Ecstatic, I put on my sneakers and trotted out to the back porch, yearning for the feeling of sun on my face. Mr. Widemouth was waiting for me.
3: I have something I want you to see,
2: he said. I must have given him a weird look, because then said, It's
3: safe, I promise.
2: I followed him to the beginning of a deer trail which ran through the woods behind the house. This is an important path, he explained.
3: I've had a lot of friends about your age. When they were ready, I took them down this path to a special place. You aren't ready yet, but one day I hope to take you there.
2: I returned to the house, wondering what kind of place lay beyond that trail. Two weeks after I met Mr. Widemouth, the last load of our things had been packed into a moving truck. I would be in the cab of that truck sitting next to my father for the long drive to Pennsylvania. I considered telling Mr. Widemouth that I would be leaving, but even at five years old, I was beginning to suspect that perhaps the creature's intentions were not to my benefit, despite what he said otherwise. For this reason, I decided to keep my departure a secret. My father and I were in the truck at 4 a.m. He was hoping to make it to Pennsylvania by lunch, time tomorrow, with the help of an endless supply of coffee and a six-pack of energy drinks. It seemed more like a man who was about to run a marathon rather than one who was about to spend two days sitting still.
1: Early enough for you?
2: He asked. I nodded and placed my head against the window, hoping for some sleep before the sun came up. I felt my father's hand on my shoulder.
1: This is the last move, son. I promise. I know it's hard for you, as sick as you've been. Once daddy gets promoted, we can settle down and you can make friends.
2: I opened my eyes as we backed out the driveway. I saw Mr. Widemouth's silhouette in my bedroom window. He stood motionless until the truck was about to turn onto the main road. He gave a pitiful little wave goodbye, steak knife in hand. I didn't wave back. Years later, I returned to New Vineyard. The piece of land our house stood upon was empty except for the foundation as the house burned down a few years after my family left. Out of curiosity, I followed the deer trail that Mr. Widemouth had shown me. Part of me expected him to jump out from behind a tree and scare the living bejesus out of me. But I felt that Mr. Widemouth was gone, somehow tied to the house that no longer existed. The trail ended at the new vineyard Memorial Cemetery.
0: I noticed that many of the tombstones belonged to children. You know, it's funny about Ooh. me playing Mr. Wide Mouth. So my dentist always tells me I have a small mouth. oh
1: <laughs> the irony. <laughs> the irony. <laughs> While you're breaking, you're breaking your uh, typecasting. Acting, acting. Yeah. That was really good, though. Yeah, I that thought was that's a good story. That yeah, was an entertaining story. It's, I'm just picturing this thing just with a steak knife in hand, like. Bye, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hope you find your dad. Just really creepy, though. To just,
2: like jump out the window, it'll be fun. It just know?
0: reinforces my theme of children yeah. talking yeah. About weird things. <laughs> honestly, okay. And I don't
2: love that it always goes under his bed when the mom comes because it implies that like she could see it too.
0: Yeah, if, right. If, you know, just see, or she just sees a floating box of knives. Oh, like, <laughs> neither is good. Yeah. <laughs> neither great. But yeah, no. Just having something underneath that you see go underneath your bed and don't know like if it's gonna be there all night or mm-hmm. if it's gonna go away, especially when you're sick. So it's just like, oh, <sighs> dealing with mono and then this asshole thing mono that just comes. Sucks. Ugh. Never had it, dude. I've had mono and strep throat, not at the same time, but I've had like both of them in my oh. life. Because, <laughs> because like, yeah, I've had strep a lot. Yeah, and. I guess mono stays in your system, so theoretically I could get it again, but I had yeah. to like take liquid steroids and stuff when I had it because I was so weak at the time. Hmm. It's not a fun thing to have, so feel for this kid. Yeah. Especially because you get like a fever. Of, my fever is like 104. Oh, oh my gosh. So it's like definitely a high enough fever that you could see things. Hallucinate. Or, yeah. Zonks. But that's a good story, though. I like that one. Yep. I think too. You, you did say that I might have heard, and I think I have heard that one before because about yeah. halfway through I kind of recognized it, but. It's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I hope I did uh, justice for your. Yeah, it was actually voice.
2: I've heard I I was for fun I uh look, after I found the the story, I was looking it up to see cuz it was supposedly one of the more I don't know how famous it really is, but it was under the more famous creepy pastas. And there were actually YouTube readings. Of it, and I was kind of. It kind of helped me gather people's take on it, and your take was unique, and it actually really worked. I, because for some reason when they did it, they didn't do a good job of portraying that it's it is a small body, yeah, but a big everything else. Some
0: people t- made it seem like he was more monstrous, and that was because that wasn't a good well, fit to me. Like it kind of seemed like it was trying to be like something friendly, yes. So it's yes. like you got to try and appeal to a five year old, right? Something that's going right. to be like, like an equal, not like an adult, yeah, yeah right? Yeah, because I was yeah. like. Usually, my thing with like an entity that's like talking to you, it's like going to be a deeper voice. Yeah. But it's like this one seems like it's way creepier if it's like an almost a child voice. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah.
1: got chills multiple times over <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. So you did that a great well job. That,
0: that really makes it, and I think it
2: helps not just me reading it because then you get a disconnection. You get, a, yeah. You know, you can
0: tell the difference. Definitely. So, yeah. That's uh, that's it. I hope you guys out there were thoroughly spooked. Holy cow. That Somehow sure was. this was like our most brutal episode and our like weirdest episode at yeah. the same time. Who would have thought you could have syphilis and Mike Myers in this <laughs> same?
1: Well, Wow. Well, awesome. Uh, that would be awesome. the most reasonable thing Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Syphilitic zombies, Michael Myers, serial killers. Wow.
1: And Mr. Brightside. And
0: invisible- <laughs> Mr. Brightside. <laughs> That's funny. It's like Mr. Brightside and Smash Mouth came together. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh-uh. All right. <laughs>
1: Holy cow.
0: I think that pretty much, uh, well, I don't want to say it wraps up our spooky season content because we still, we might release these two both in the same week just so that they're back to back, but haven't decided yet, and you know we'll have to consult our our marketing team and mm-hmm. our, our producer. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's also just like remember the uh, lighthouse episode, like the chalkboards. It's also just like a set uh, of chalkboard in <laughs> front of, in front of like a laptop. Like it's with just the...
0: a mirror because we look at ourselves, like, right? Yeah, so we'll see what we decide to do. So maybe we'll get one more spooky episode. But
1: I mean, gotta check with our sponsors. You know, spirit of Hall- wait, wait. I actually shouldn't I shouldn't make. I shouldn't make that joke because they. Definitely it's so are not. funny
0: that that's becoming a meme now. Like, oh yeah. But Yeah, we'll see what we uh what we got for next time. But Ev, uh, you want to plug the socials?
1: So you can find us uh, on. Tw- I always want to say at Twitter, on Twitter at Gems underscore History. You can find Jacob at Jacob from Wisco. Mark at Mark underscore Stein B and myself at Wadevsky's on Instagram. You can find us at Gems underscore history underscore, wait, Gems underscore of underscore history underscore podcast. And then you can find us on TikTok. Hey, yo.
0: The Instagram one's fun if you say it like that because it's nice and bouncy.
1: Yeah. But when yeah, you have to yeah, type it in,
0: yeah. it's just like, God, this is a pain in the ass. Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah. <laughs> then you can find us on TikTok at Gems of History Pod, where we are. Posting different clips of us just talking during the show, um, and it'll only get better and better.
0: Sweet. Yeah, of course. Email us, gemsofhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we got a couple stories that I read in this episode that were emailed or sent to us on our social medias. So if you guys have something that you think you'd want to hear us read out, just uh, send it in. Anytime you feel like it, put personal story or whatever in the headline and... We're always down to hear some requests for topics and stuff, too, if there's something you guys think that we should cover or maybe that we've mentioned in a past episode and said we would cover and haven't yet, and you want to just give us a reminder, just let us know. Mm-hmm. And also send us your Halloween photos because we want to see what you guys all dressed up as because it's fun.
1: <laughs> dress up like us. Just dress up <laughs> as thirty straight dudes. <laughs>
0: wow. Sh- so So exotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like all right and he wore an anime t-shirt. Oh no, I'm Evan from the Translator. He wore a cowboy bebop shirt. Nice. Uh
0: and then also I will go into the poll on this if you're listening on Spotify, just remember let us know if you think Nero is a good guy or not.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> just vote on who's the biggest worst or yeah, maybe I'll do maybe history. I'll do
0: like who is worse like the poison woman or the gills the rice guy yeah we'll, we'll, we'll figure out some i feel like we all know who's winning that one yeah i, yeah. Li- I really like this neo yeah, I'll, I'll do the nero one. one neo <laughs> neo from the matrix <laughs> i was thinking neo like the musical artist oh. uh, either way. one two three four <laughs> <laughs> wait no that's chris brown that's chris i brown. Say, i
1: don't think that's neo <laughs> oh sorry i got it because i'm so sick of love songs so tired of tears. Take us out, Someone Adam. please stop me. Okay, we'll see you next I week, guys. I need some beers. <laughs>